Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to another edition of Red Side of the Trent, here to go through the defeat at Man United as Forrest fell to a 3-2 defeat after going 2-0 up. No full house today, I am with Christian Brown and Reese Lane as ever. Welcome gents, hope you're all well. I know, obviously Christian, yours are our man on the on the ground there at Old Trafford. Um, but I'm going to start with you, Reese. Obviously, uh, changes to the lineup. Um, Ola Aina came back in at left wing back for Nico Williams um, after picking up a knock that ruled him out of the Sheffield United game. And Ryan H returned back in the middle of, of the park for Mangala, who was ruled out uh, after training. Was you worried about the two in midfield being overran after seeing the lineup? Obviously, Johnson, Gibbs White, and the one you started up top. And I know Christian was very concerned, but. I, I thought I'd ask you instead. Yeah, I think whenever we, we play a two um, in the Premier League, there is um, an element of concern, but there was a right call to bring Ryan Yates back in without a doubt um, because he just battles, doesn't he? And we, we see that when he came on against Sheffield United. Um, obviously, there was a lot of chat about the back three centre-backs. I mean, near Carte... Obviously, if he's on the bench, probably isn't fit, in my opinion, to do a 90 or start a game. So, I mean, I'm not sure what George really Cooper's got. He's got to go with that three. The argument would be we haven't made any reinforcements yet in that area. Um, I think that's going to change if we believe what we see on Twitter. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, to start with the three <clears throat> up front as well, um, <laughs> as we're going to come on to, it, it bloody well worked for the first five minutes, didn't it? So, um, uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the two. I think as the game went on, I wouldn't say having the two in midfield showed as much yesterday. But it was such a obviously a ping pong game, really, that you kind of just didn't really notice it. Yeah, definitely, um, Christian. Obviously, a I think you you've seen the two man midfield came into our t- Twitter chat or WhatsApp group and said, incoming 5-0 loss. But could you have imagined Taiwo won you running away from Marcus Rashford after two minutes from his own half to put us into absolute pandemonium? Talk us through the goal. No. Um, are you sure? No. Um, I was initially quite worried because, I mean, I thought it was initially very poor from Turner to sort of spill that one past the post. I was like, oh, Jesus, as start as you mean to go on then. And then, uh, obviously, we deal with it very comfortably. The thing is, we don't even do anything uncharacteristic from the corner. I don't really understand how United had no one back. But, I mean, Tywo's, I mean, obviously, Johnson initially hacks it clear and Gibbs White sort of flicks it backwards into an empty space. And then Tywo, out of nowhere, just runs past Rashford and Anthony and just sprints through on goal. We're like, oh, shit, hang on a minute. And then, yeah, like, 
Well, I initially thought that he he blew it. Like I thought he took too long, and I was like, "What's he doing? What's he doing?" It's a bit like watching the goal against Palace again, where he sort of like was in a different mindset to everyone else of what to do, and just just taking his own time. And yeah, it was quite funny. Um, like watching Anana go down, and then the ball still sort of bumbled into the back of net anyway. He still didn't hit it cleanly. But um, no, I mean the scenes when that went in, honestly, it was just like ridiculous. Um. It, yeah, I mean, I think we were all saying before the game, like, just score a goal. I mean, obviously, we twice last season, we had, like, what's it, a body go offside that was looked at for handball for four minutes because it's Man United at Old Trafford, even though there was no handball involved. And then we looked, and then obviously we had Surridge, who was, what's it, a kneecap offside at home. So just to actually, like, land a punch against them was quite meaningful. Yeah, I mean, Tyro Wunyu becomes the first player for Forest to have scored in seven consecutive games and the third African to do this with Mo Salah and Adi Bayor. So not bad company there. Uh, Reese, obviously, they've come like buses. We've, we've hit two in four minutes and I don't think Wally, Willy Bolly uh, knew too much about it. Um, thoughts? No, he didn't. He just hit, hit him square on the head, didn't it? And, you could tell by his reaction, couldn't you? Yeah, well, it obviously could tell by Anana's reaction as well. I don't think he covered himself in glory in that first goal. Like Christian said, Anana, I'm not sure what he was doing sitting on the floor. But, um, yeah, it obviously took him by surprise. And, um, yeah, just crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. I mean, um, I'd literally just put in a group to a mates and I was like, I just put like G's tie where my mate was like, oh, I've not, I've not started watching yet. I was, he was like, what, has he missed a citrus? And I was like, we're tuning up, mate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely crazy start. I put this to somebody on Twitter. It kind of reminded me of the start we had at Aston Villa in that 5-5. And it was like, oh, shit, we're tuning up here after five minutes. It's still another, in this day and age of football, 100 minutes to go here. Yeah. Um, and you knew, obviously, United would pile on the pressure um, and, and, and obviously get to grips with the game more. It's just um, just such a crazy start. I mean, I'm not, not seeing anything like that for a while. Yeah, I mean, I know we're starting the pod, like, right up here, and then it's going to slowly start coming <laughs> down now. Yeah. But it's the cliche, isn't it? We've scored too early. Um, obviously, Christian, we've allowed United to get back into it. I, I don't know where you want to start with in terms of maybe not conceding this goal, I think you kind of have to start with the source of it of letting Bruno Fernandez shoot from twenty five yards out and then and then what goes on afterwards. I think I think it could be prevented. I don't know what you want to think about the Christian Eriksen goal. It's very easy defensible, yeah. I mean there's so it's not just one thing you can point at. Like you said, there are several things. There's I there's obviously I noticed very early on actually Bruno realised that we were obviously going a bit deep and was like, all right, fuck it, I'll just start shooting from Asia. And I think that was the second or third time he tried that um, before, obviously, they scored. Because obviously, as soon as we scored the second goal, we didn't touch the ball for about five, six minutes. So, um, and yeah, so obviously, you're right, not really closing him down. As we said before, after Sheffield United pods, um, if you give Premier League players time and space to shoot from outside the box, they are likely to hurt you. I mean, you could sound being harsh here. I think Turner parries it back into play when he should probably push it around the post and we're slow to react to that Rashford gets it we're slow to go out to him and then when the ball goes in the box McKenna's slow to pick up Christian Eriksen so there are four or five things there which if only one of those was any different we have avoided the goal but because of all happened simultaneously it's yeah I mean we'll come on to it in due course obviously because I'm sure we're going to cover on the um the complaint that we've lodged and some of the commentary we've had from that but both things can be true in that we've been poor defending a 2-0 lead but also haven't been helped by things elsewhere I mean I thought I think you're a little harsh on Turner because the ball like skids off the ground I think he parries it far enough wide for me for us to actually end up dealing with it it's the reaction for me from defenders that I think is more glaringly bad especially like Willy Bonnie's pointing to where Rashford's going to run but doesn't actually cover Aurier himself as well which is very puzzling for me but Reese, uh, just before half time, Johnson sets up Morgan Gibbs White. And how many times out of 10 would you say that actually probably goes in rather than hits Tyrell Wunny in the arse? Yeah, that was a brilliant uh, piece of work from Johnson. That was he skinned Dallow, didn't he, and got in behind him. And, and the ball back was equally as good. 
that is <laughs> that kind of summed up where it was going to go, wasn't it? Is looking that game because that that was heading in. That was, there was no doubt that was heading in. And Onana was going across the other way. He wouldn't he wouldn't have saved that. I don't think he'd even got near it to be honest. And it's just bad luck, isn't it? Well, I mean, what can you do? Uh, Gibbs White's placed it in a good area and it's hit his own player. And, yeah. And like I said, that that is when his luck kind of seemed to have ran out, isn't it? Um, yeah, such a shame. That That's probably one of the turning points of the game, you could say, that one. Yeah, because obviously, second half, we have an early chance where I think a Wundy gets breaks down into the and he has no right to get to the ball and he, and he ends up trying to pull pull, pull a chance I think back. it was I think it was Gibbs White one who tried to pull it back to Johnson and I think yeah. I think Dallow just got a toe and that would have been a tapping that would have been an empty tapping for Johnson five margins as we always say definitely and obviously Christian you, you don't take your chances in the Premier League and you get punished and I don't I don't know if you want to speak about the free kick that gets given to Man United but I mean it can go either way because at one time Fernandez has felt contact from behind. He's gone down. We we lord Ryan Yates for doing this on the edge of our own box when he wins free kicks like this. But the defending from it is abysmal, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I did. I didn't think like I didn't have many complaints about the free kick. I thought it was a little bit soft. But I could see what it was given. Um, I think ultimately. No, who is it that comes? It's Yates, isn't it? Goes into Fernandez. He, Yates gives the reference yes. to make really um, the way he lunges in. Um, not saying he's at fault for it. He's obviously very honest in what he's trying to do, go for the ball. But Fernandez reads it like a book. He just anticipates the contact and takes it. Um, so yeah, I, I can see why some would say it was harsh, but equally I can see why it was given. It was a cleverly worked free kick from them. But um, like as we've seen, like on the replay, like. It isn't so much again. We're we're very slow to get out when is it? Eric's and Bruno passes it to. I think uh, Rashford. 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 Yeah, Rashford's passed it to. We're very slow to react to Rashford, and again, he's got time. Just all right, I'll clip it over then. And you know, Johnson then sort of is caught daydreaming. Doesn't come up with the rest of the line. Fernandez runs in and goal. It's just an easy tap in for Casemiro. But I think the most frustrating thing for me was out of all of that was yes, again we've conceded inside the first ten minutes of second half. And that happened mm. so many times last season. It happened again against Sheffield United. And it's happened again yesterday. Like, it's something that I don't know what happens, what they say at half-time. Because, don't be wrong, I get we're playing a team of immense quality and one that's been a massive amount immense wealth. But you can't do things like that. Like, surely you think after a second half, you'd be switched on, you'd be focused, you'd be, you know... I, I, I expect this, like, lax like that, if you like, toward the last final phase of the game, when you're more tired... Not straight after half time. I just don't. I, I don't know why it keeps happening to Forest. It's very, very weird. But um, yeah, it's Forest. There's nothing Turner can do really, is there? I mean, um, he, he tries his best, bless him. He's it's a simple tap in for Casemiro. But yeah, um, ultimately Johnson not coming up with the rest of the back line keeps Fernandez on side. It's brilliant play from Rashford and Fernandez. I mean, he's played. He's ran his time. He's run perfectly. But again, we've not really helped ourselves. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, I'm going to give uh, both of you the chance to talk about one of these incidents. But Reese, I do want to get your opinion on this because I know you're quite level-headed most of the time and Lee, Lee not being here uh, to give his, his uh, refereeing hat. We've got to talk about the sending off for Joe Worrell. A lot of uh, ex-players, even pundits, have said it's a extremely harsh red card. And Steve Cooper obviously came back out um, post-match and said that the referee was maybe too quick to get his red card out. What are your thoughts on the sending off? Well, first of all, it's a foul without doubt for me. I'm afraid, you know, Fernandez is in, is in front of Worrell. Um, I think Joe's put his arm across him, Ante, and then there's probably a bit of a tangle of legs. Nah, that is probably, that's it, it is a mistake because you're giving that clan at well a decision to make and Cooper's right. I thought he couldn't wait to get his card out. He just could not wait to get his card out. And as soon as we've just discussed this before we come off that, before we started recording, he did the classic. If for those who play FIFA, the classic trot into where as soon as the referee picks up some acceleration, you know the red card's going to be brandish. And to be fair to Joe, he, he didn't have many complaints. Um, he was sat on the floor, and I think he kind of knew very similar to. 
the Spurs penalty last season. I think he knew he'd made the foul and obviously gave the ref a decision to make. Now, do I think it's a red card? It's subjective, definitely. Um, I don't think Turner would have got there, but I think maybe Bolly would have got there. I've got, um, I spoke to Gazoo, obviously, we had on the pod. He thought it, he thought it was a red. He didn't think Bolly would have got there. So it, it's really subjective. Um, yeah, and, and and obviously when when that goes to VAR, VAR are not going to overturn that because they'll see it as well. He's made a foul. Atwell's gave a red card. We are going to have to basically say, oh, we fit. We are categorically hundred percent that turn or body's going to get there, which I don't think anyone can say that. But yeah, it's a little harsh for me. Um, the thing I is, don't you, know you, if it's that's because I've got my forest hat on, but um, yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> The thing is, you can say Bolly or Turner are going to get there. You can equally say Bruno Fernandes is not going to get there. Yeah, he doesn't have control true. of the ball. Both things can be true, can't they? So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but it was yeah, kind of like the running through last season for the City game for him, wasn't it? When he was running through onto that, it was like, obviously, there was. can you remember that goal? When yeah, yeah, Rashford Rash, Rash, yeah. was clearly offside, like he, shielding the ball away from yeah. Akanji. <laughs> and it was kind of saying... Yeah, well, the Kanji had got there at the time, wasn't they? Uh, if Rashford didn't shield him, and it, ironically, they gave that as well to Manchester United. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. But, like, I agree with you. I just didn't. I thought that, well, couldn't wait to get his card out, to be honest. I don't think he gave himself time to think. But, um, yeah, it, it's a tough one. Like to say as well, Joe's lack of reaction was a bit surprising. I thought, I think, or he's probably just so annoyed with himself that he's made the foul and gave the, like I say, gave the referee a decision to make. But um, it's kind of one of them what you'll never know because none of us can really predict the future and see what had happened in that move, whether who'd have got there first. So, yeah, I think I personally, I thought, I thought a good referee would have given a yellow there. Well, an amber, as they say, don't they? But, um, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have a good referee yesterday. We know what Atwell's like. Yeah, definitely. And then obviously, See, it's interesting. So, so to say, that I have quite a different take on that completely. I think Turner does get there first. I think Bolly, if, if it isn't Turner, it will be Bolly. Um, the ball, Fernandez isn't getting that ball, but the, 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 that I'm certain of. And I'm pretty sure Turner was by the penalty spot pretty much by the time that Fernandez was he's, he's good. He's good at that, to be fair, Turner coming off his yeah, line. He's very he was very quick coming off his line. Um, I think he gets there first, personally, out of anyone. But the fact is, Bolly is covering. It's interesting because I, I think Worrell was kind of waiting for VAR as well because he was sat on the floor. He didn't move while he's sort of looking at the fair. screen. Well, obviously, it comes VAR. Yeah, very fair. And what I don't get is VAR looks at it for quite a while in the, and they still couldn't see that Bolly... Or, 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 it was two things there. Fernandez has got control of the ball. Is he denying a goal scoring opportunity? No, because he has got control of the ball. Is Bolly likely covering? I think yes. And if not... I haven't even looked at where Turner's positioning is. So these are questions. And they take about two, three minutes to look at that. And they still came to that decision. It's embarrassing. But I, I think a good point that, to like, make it's... as well is, um, you know, but like Fernandez wasn't advanced ahead of Bolly as well. And Bolly was like by side. No, exactly. So it's not like, yeah. So they're basically saying, so like, be saying in that in the short. Base. Yeah, where when there's hardly any grass to run win a foot race. Exactly. So, so uh, this is why it's so stupid. Like, I mean, you're right. Atwell couldn't fucking wait to give that decision. I'll come on by talk by forcing him in due course. But um, <laughs> like, it's 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 a yellow card. Don't get me wrong. Warrow is fucking stupid for doing it. Let's let's. That's the first thing we have to say. It is unbelievably stupidity. Like he's grabbed hold. He hasn't just like he's in a tangle of legs race. He's grabbed hold of his fucking shorts and pulled him down. There's, it's a clear foul. Like, there's no accidental, there's nothing like unintentional about it. He's intentionally taking him out. And there's no need to do it because if you saw what's ahead of him, and this is why, realistically, like, don't be wrong, he didn't think he played badly yesterday at all, but this is why he's realistically our fifth best or sixth best centre back. Because, or assuming the third person, let's say we sign this Murillo guy, which, depending on what you believe in Brazil, could or could not be happening, then. He really thinks he's going to be fifth choice behind Bolly, behind Nierkarte, behind Felipe, and behind a new centre-back. And that is why he sees Bolly ahead of him. He sees a goalkeeper coming to an on-rushing ball, and yet he still takes the player out. Like, he gives the referee decision to make. We know what it's like at Old Trafford. We know there's a different set of rules for them. We know they get everything. We know they get decisions no other team gets. Don't be stupid enough to give the referee a call to make. 
It's that, so that's what it comes down to ultimately. Is it a red card? No. But if you're going to template like that at Old Trafford, that's what's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, it was such a shame for Joe because I actually thought he was largely very, very good. And then that he gives, like, like you say, he gives the, decision, the referee a decision to make. But we've got to talk about the penalty, obviously, that inevitably wins Manchester United the game. Rashford 1v1 v Danilo. And you could argue Danilo maybe goes in with the wrong foot. And there is the slightest bit of contact. But for me, two things can be true. You can you can have contact and it can still be a dive. For me, it's an absolute farce that that is a foul. It's not a foul anywhere else on the pitch. So how is it a foul in the in the box? I, I don't know, Reese. I don't, I don't know if you want to give your opinion on it as well. Yeah, the only thing I'll say pro towards the penalties, it's very naive from Danilo to even dangle a leg. I think, again, when you dangle a leg like that, you're giving an incompetent referee decision to me. And again, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't believe him wait to put the whistle to his lips. As soon as Danilo did it and Rashford went down, theatrically, and, and I just, you just knew he'd give a penalty. But that's never in a million years a penalty. This 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 crap narrative of oh any contact in the box is a penalty is bollocks. You'd be giving penalties every bleeding time it went in the box if there's contact in the box. You may as well say if that's the case and Casemiro's push on Bolly, which isn't mm. a penalty, is a penalty because it's contact. It's just nonsense. It's just a nonsense argument. And then you see you watch the Brighton West Ham game and Paqueta pushes Estepinian straight in the back. Referee no far more contact and then you've got people saying oh oh at that speed any brush like that makes you go down they've never kicked a ball if, if that's what they think in the life it's like a, you, an honor people, brushing your, people <laughs> brushing your sock does not make you go theatrically down like that it, Rashford brought it and the, and the a referee was more than happy to give it to them because it was Manchester United and there was under the cosh of it and you know it's, I'm just. I was a little bit disappointed, like I say, with Danilo, because it's just a dangle a leg, like Christian just said. You're just giving referee decisions to make there, and and it'll it'll favour Manchester United. You know they'll favour the home team, and 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 really that was it. Once it once it got ahead, I actually thought we played quite well. To be honest, with ten men, we played for pretty much 35 minutes. I think it was with the added time, and United didn't look like they were going to score again, and we actually stayed in the game it was pretty 50 50 and that's why i put on my twitter how proud i was of, with the efforts of the team because i thought they gave their all yesterday and literally when we rolled up to the likes of arsenal and united last season we we pretty much rolled over and had his bellies tickled and yet and yesterday and at arsenal especially yesterday even more so we've given a real good account of ourselves it's just frustrating with on both occasions been pipped to the post and been beaten but um Never a penalty for me, that. Mm. Christian, I don't know if you wanted to add anything towards the penalty. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's not a pen. I mean, uh, the thing the thing that gets me is that I get what Reese is saying with Danilo's leg because he does sort of half commit and half pull away. And we've seen penalties like that given before. But what, what makes me laugh is that Rashford anticipates that Danilo's not going to pull his leg back and just dives over nothing. There isn't any contact. If, any, if there's any contact, Rashford actually instigates it because he dives into Danilo. So it's sort of like, oh, that can't be a penalty then, can it? Is no contact. He's, he's he's forced the contact. Like he hasn't he hasn't taken any hit. He's just jumped into Danilo. So at the time from where we were stood, and this is where I, I don't I, I do have actually have a little bit I don't this, this might be unpopular, a tiny bit of sympathy for um Stuart Atwell here is because when we saw it in the stands, we saw that and thought, fuck. Like it looked like at the time, Danilo obviously it looked like Rashford had instigated the contact as well, but it looked like it looked much more severe than it did in the replays. So I can see why Atbell gave it in the ground. What I don't get is how VAR looked at it for a grand total of 0.1 seconds and went, yeah, penalty. Because if you see if you see that back and rewind it and look again, it's very clearly not a penalty. It's very clearly a dive. It should have been overturned. He should have been booked for simulation and we should have had a free kick. If that's at the other end of the pitch, we know full well it isn't even being looked at, let alone given. Like mm. the, the, the double standards for that club are a fucking joke. It really is. Like it's beyond. Like we, we no one wants to believe like this league is corrupt. And obviously, you sound like a tin hat, Matt Hissier conspiracy theorist if you say so. But <laughs> look at the decisions United get, even this season. Like, like what? I, and also, like you've got last week Bruno Fernandez hammering the officials after the game. 
saying because I haven't got a penalty in a game that equally Spurs should have had a penalty in as well, which he coincidentally forgets, as I mentioned. And then, lo and behold, we get a referee who hasn't refed us since May 2022 when he cost us automatic promotion at Old Trafford. The last time we refed at Old Trafford, he gave an offside goal that was so, uh, an onside goal that was so clearly offside it was a joke. But that's meant to be a coincidence, is it? That's, you know, no, I think, no, 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 I think no. I think as well, like um, I was somebody back in the day who thought VAR would aid these referees. It's it's making a lot of them worse. And it's just the comments... how bad the officials are. It's hard yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard. And, and the, the comments. Best league in the world and worst officials. And the comments from Mike Dean this week, you know, are an absolute disgrace. You know, saying that he didn't yeah, want to send, yeah, it's, it's, it's he didn't want to send another mate. ref over to the screen because he'd had so much to deal with in that game, even though he knew it was a red card. That's that's ridiculous, common, and he's that's he's corruption. like trying to dig himself a hole. No, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not ideal, is it? Or when when you, yeah. obviously we're there's fans, you know. Getting on the back to referees, and then obviously Mike Dean's retired now. Um, but um, it's, it's not gonna make things any better, is it? And um, I don't this think is... Howard, Howard Webb would have been very happy at all with him saying that, to be honest. But the, the, this is where you where Gabriel Bongalow comes into it as well. Because on Talksport, he said it was a dive, and he says there needs to be an ex player in VAR, and I yeah, agree with him. The thing I know is... that's... I the do. Thing I, is, don't, though, I don't. Thing is, I, it's, it's player agencies that with VAR. Like, I mean, how do we know? For example, let's say we get Gabby Agbo on the horse as just a generic example. God, we are let's, let's the room. <laughs> Yeah, let's put him in the VAR room, right? Okay, so you're immediately saying that you can't have any Villa games or any other games of Village rivals. But what about teams that we don't know about? Doesn't like, let's say he doesn't like Man United for whatever reason, and then we can't put him on those games either. So then, what can you? Well, that'd, be, yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? He <laughs> doesn't like Newcastle, does he? Now, the thing is, Dan, and this is another like easy go-to. Where are these players queuing up to? Yeah, um, be mm. VAR refs because there isn't there isn't any who are actually doing it. It's always just clickbait something in the media. Oh, if a player was in there, well, you you need to have the supply. I don't see any players training to be a VAR ref. Do you? So it's mm. it's just it's an easy yeah it would it would be good because you know there is some um, player pundits who do know what they're talking about and that um, there are quite a few players who said that I think it was it was what's it Sutton Keown even Savage yeah. said it was a dive um, obviously I mean, he did two on talks by higher on a bond the whole Don Hutchinson yeah. said it was a dive I mean it's this isn't just like deluded Forest fan theory mm, it's but... as so many ex pros have said it's not a penalty it's a dive. Look, I mean, right. Keown usually never has a good word to say about it, so he was fuming, wasn't he? Um, so, yeah. I mean, this God, this will be unpopular, but someone who is actually quite good with stuff like this on tours with Danny Murphy, so I'm, I'm interested to see what he has to say because he's really quite against VAR and he, he always mm. does like pull decisions like this up. So I, I can imagine if he's on tour sport this week, which he usually is, I can imagine him pulling that decision up and saying that's never a penalty. Yeah, I know uh, we've obviously said that with 10 men, we gave a really good account ourselves. We actually almost nicked a draw. I mean, obviously, uh, Bolly had a push in the back before actually having a volley saved by Anana. But the one chance I did want to ask you about, Christian, as well, in, as well within the ground was Elanga going down the line, leaving Casemiro for Dost. And then the... if I mean, if he'd got a shoe size bigger, Chris Wood gets to it. And that's how it felt. It, it was um, almost like the sort of the Gaza '96 moment, weren't it? Really, like oh, yeah. '90 moment, whatever it was. It was entirely '90 when he was stretched and just missed it. And um, yeah, it was just. Now nah, you're, I mean, so you're a '96, mate. It was '96. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, mate. against uh, Germany. '90s when he got burnt. That's the one. Sorry, my mistake. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it was just. It was brilliant from Alanga, really. Like that was. I, I to be honest, also. I don't know if this is maybe just me being a little bit forest tinted specs on, but I was a bit surprised that the referee didn't speak to Casemiro after that because he didn't even try to win the ball. His intention with that slide tackle was just take him clean out, take the card. Mm. And I don't know, obviously we haven't got Lee here to sort of clarify that, but normally the intent like that normally leads to either talking to or a card anyway, like in the aftermath. But of course it's United, so. And um, 
but no, it was brilliant. It was a, it was a really good ball over. It's just so unfortunate, isn't it? Just, we just can't get there. Like, it would have been bedlam if that had gone in. Absolute bedlam in, those, in that stand. But alas, it wasn't to be. But no, I thought um, no, Wood, when he came, he won, actually was fairly useful. We won a few headers, won a few flick-ons, got in a few decent positions. Just a bit, just very unlucky of that chance. Um, yeah, it's just one of those. I don't, there's no one really at fault for it. Like, it's a great ball from a language, great play from him. It's just, like you said, if Wood was shoe size up, um, we would have used to talk about a free or draw against all odds until it's... we would have got about <laughs> I probably would be disallowed for something knowing United but you know I mean it's uh, it's nice to have substitutes that have can have an influence on the game um, for us this season so yeah that's that's a good positive and I thought good, good account of ourselves so... I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Before we get into some player performance, we're going to do some slept on it for, so I'll put the jingle in right now. Red side of the Trent. Slept on it, thoughts. Uh, so, bread and cheese. I saw a tweet before the match predicting this very outcome of terrible decisions ensuring this result. It is truly sickening. Just hope we get our own VAR decision our way when it affects the result same way. Uh, Ian Allsart, Red Chicky Chee, as he's known on Twitter. Great start, but we have to look after the ball a bit better in general. Delano at the moment, moment ineffective and the defence is highly questionable. Goalkeeper, a good lad, just needs to slow down a bit when the ball is in his hands. No faulting our efforts and we have clearly improved. Never a pen or free kick. Dan Robinson, Bruno died for the free kick, which led to their second goal. Danny Tring, officials was poor. However, the lads gave everything they had until the last minute. I feel like with Niakati and Felipe in the starting lineup, we at least get a draw. As for Tyro, who scored against anyone, anywhere. Uh, ben, P83, gutted guys. Um, not, not fucking surprised. These officials are shy and it's Old Trafford. We're going to become a good team. Onwards we go. Come on, you Reds. Tom Oxford, I'm counting as a draw in my head. Soft red, never repeat, never a pen. Focus on the positive. Scored two away from home. Tyro is a goal machine. Will be okay this season. Uh, BCP, disappointing. But when you can see us being a good side, when key injured players return and new signs are bedded in. Um, but McKenna and Worrell aren't going to worry many strikers. I'm afraid Bolly was a beast. Uh, Emma, tough to take. Thought we played well and even at 10 men looked good value. A few defensive issues to sort out and I'll leave the rant about VAR at well to Christian. <laughs> Carl Booth, uh, great start. We knew they were going to pile the pressure on, but how are you supposed to compete when officials are playing for the top four? Tyra, brilliant form. Bolly, impressing the travesty not to get a pen, but still imp- improvement from last season. Craig, I don't think we threw it away. Officials gave him the platform because I did say that we did throw it away a bit, but it's just a tongue-in-cheek kind of phrase, obviously. Uh, Elliot, Steve wants to play like how we did in the promotion season as much as we can do that in attacking. Sadly, the back line isn't capable enough away from home. I'm very, very confident we'll stay up, though. would like to see a Langer start on Wednesday. Keep up the ace pod. Thank you very much for that nice compliment. Uh, Sarah, I'm still livid. No way were the officials letting us win that game so biased. Jim, the transformation so far from last season to the first three games this season without doubt a positive. We're having a go playing with less fear. Forest feel like they are an up. Um, Joe Weisel liked us on winning the ball. Tom Newton slept on it. Uh, you need everything and more to align to get everything here. Fantastic performance with some very iffy decisions. One negative, possibly, if you can call it that, is that we scored way too early. You knew they would just throw everything at us, which they did. And last of all, but no means least, uh, GN. Uh, reasons to be cheerful. Last year away against top four, we lost an average 4 0. Currently, uh, going, um, we're 1 0. Is if you like the minus goal difference, I, feel, I think he's 1 or 2 0. Uh, oh no, average, sorry, 1-0. Uh, 
uh, average versus first and third still. Got Felipe to come back, Murillo to sign, Santos and Mentiel to come in, possible new left back, and Hudson Adoy more than happy right now. Sorry, it took me a minute to realise what you're saying, but thank you very much for getting in touch with your slept on it thoughts. We do appreciate it. It's a really good part of the pod, I do think, to get everyone involved. We're going to talk some player performances, uh, Reese. I'm going to give you the man that's become my wife's favourite player because he's got a very, very funny name, and that's Willie Bolly. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought um, I thought Willie Bolly. I'm gonna I'm gonna use his full name. I thought Willie Bolly was brilliant yesterday. I really did. Um, <laughs> you know, like we've like we've discussed, we obviously knew nothing about that guy. He just hit his massive head and gone in and bless him. So, but yeah, I thought he was pretty solid yesterday. Um, and to be honest, he, he was he was solid last season. I mean, he had a bit of a slow start, which was because I think he was really rusty into it. He come in quite late in the window, if I remember correctly. Um, and then I think it might have took him a, maybe a few weeks before he did play. So he was a bit rusty at the start. Then he when he come in, he was actually quite good. And he was obviously in the team up until the Fulham away game when he got injured. Um, yeah, I think he's as a squad players very solid at this level personally I don't think like if obviously we we signed Murillo and Felipe and Nia Carter he's probably the next in line to come in for them three but um I think he always I think he always gives his all personally Willie and um yeah that rumor that he was going to leave in the summer has certainly been squashed hasn't it so um yeah I think he was definitely the best centre half for the three yesterday for sure yeah, definitely. Christian, I'm going to give you the man that is the, the most informed striker in the league. I said it against Gaza. It, it continued. I never thought Tyra Wunya would have such an end to the season. Never mind such a start. Four wow. off the record now as well. The yeah. equal Vardy's record had a look yesterday. Yeah, Christian, Tyra Wunya. Uh, Tyra was great. Tyra was great yesterday. He was... Um, in one of the sort of subplots of the game was his little battle with um, Martinez, and he was just so good. So well, yes, so he was so good. Like there were so many things. Like I, I what obviously I noticed well, obviously because we were so deep at the time, we naturally had to go long to sort of clear the lines. But he held the ball up so well. He got Z battles with everything. Like I think the fact Varane came off at half time says quite a lot about how well Tyro played, because. <laughs> you know, World Cup winning centre back, one of the best centre backs, and Rolls Royce for several years. And like, when it wasn't Martinez going up against him, Rag could get near him. It was just getting thrown all over the place like a rag doll. Um, it was just, it was great. But um, yeah, Tyro was brilliant. Obviously, the, the pace he showed as well for the guy. I mean, like, being centre eighty, like Rashford's, like Rashford's one of the fastest wingers in the league, and he's got what a good ten meter head start. And within like a second, he's ahead of them both. It's just like <laughs> Jesus, like I couldn't believe it. But um, no, again, the, the way he took his goal as well was, I mean, he was just the calmest, calmest man in the whole stadium when that was going on. Like sat another down, made him dive, probably in anyway. Like so many players could have rushed that scenario. So many players would have panicked, and he was just so composed. And yeah, okay, fair enough. He didn't, as you say, Adam. The, the classic of what he finished where he's not fully connected with it but um, it all counted they all going in um, no unbelievable um, I'm really proud of him for obviously breaking the records um, and yeah like it's just so buzzy to have a player that good at Forest it's great like think of all the shit strikers we've had like along the years like your Scott Dobies your Neil Harris's like all these like even Ross McCormack, who we promised great things from us, got one goal in 12 games. Eugene Dalton, strikers. From <laughs> yeah, Frederick and Makeda. Uh, all these strikers where we've been put through, like, you know, you, you've looked at them and thought, fucking hell, have I got a chance to play for this club or something? Like, and then you've got an actually <laughs> brilliantly gifted striker. Like, and it, I, it's like, oh, it's so, the fact so many people wrote him off because he didn't score in preseason last season. It's just so funny. Like you look back in hindsight, there was that one account one day who said that oh, you know, he can't run. He's got no pace. He's a duds. Like, well, no, he's fitting now. But um, I mean, I mean, I called him yeah. a clogger at the start of last season. I mean, it's... he's now he's now become the Kieran the Keenan Davis that I'd hoped he would be. <laughs> I think I think he's definitely trimmed up a little bit in preseason. He has he has got a yard of pace quicker. I mean. Jesus, I mean, like Christian said, Rashford's very quick, and he it's the, it's the power. It's he the power absolutely, of that man. 
blew yeah. him, you know what I mean? It was... It Absolutely was... burned him, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. it was, I mean, like, I wish, it was I w- ridiculous. I wish I'd looked into his... Um conversion rate because he doesn't get like loads and loads of chances for us does he it's not mm. like he's peppering the goal three or four times a game sort of thing so and and then it's so it's, it's very unorthodox finishing but it seems to work so I'm all for it but the second player I'm going to give you Reese, and I thought personally I thought this player was man of the match I don't know about you but Ryan Yates was sensational in the middle of the park he smashed everyone he could get near anyway <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, this was at the beginning of the pod, wasn't it? It was definitely the right call to bring him in because, it, you know, we, oh, I said this on the last pod, God, the discussions I've had about Ryan Yates over the years in this pod, but what Ryan gives you, he'll give you 100% and he'll battle for you in that midfield. And they've got somebody like that in terms of Casemiro, similar, obviously, ability-wise and what he's done, quite a level ahead with respect to Ryan but someone who's going to put his foot in and do the dirty stuff. And against United as well, when they've got that miserable fucker uh, Fernandez in the team, he obviously is not going to like that type of player, is he digging at his heels and trying to, you know, bully him about a bit. But, um, yeah, he, he does he does what he does best. Well, I mean, he, he just uses the attributes, what he's really good at, uh, Ryan, to maximum effect. And that, that's really all you can ask for there'll always be i think a section who think that um we can probably get somebody better in there but you know he 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 does what he does and he does it he does it well and you do you know a lot of games in the premier league you do need players who are going to dig in and battle in there and, and and you can't fault him for that um so yeah you know, right, rightly restored to the lineup, and um, again, another really good battling performance from him. Yeah, we needed at Chelsea next week for definite. And yeah, Christian, I'm going to give you his counterpart in Danilo, who last the end of towards the end of last season was a real key figure in us helping us stay up. This season has got off to a particularly slow start. Does do, I obviously want to give you? I want you to sum up his his performance, but. Are you a little bit worried or are you not too worried because he's still young and he's still technically adapting to the league and do you think he'll he'll come good eventually? I thought he'll come good eventually. We've seen that. But um, it's just, I feel a bit bad for him, really. It's just a bit frustrating. Like I felt we've gone from a system that really utilises the most from him last season with the three midfields because he, he, he did seem to relish that role. Like Whenever we played, he was always, OK, fair enough, he had a bit of a slow start, but particularly from... March onwards, when he came back into the team, I'd say, like he, no, really head down and made that his own, and um, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew how, like, he was very comfortable. And now we've gone to this, like, to in midfield again. He just doesn't seem to suit him at all. Um, so I'm not entirely sure whether it's him or a failure of him not necessarily meshing with the system as such yet, but. It's a bit of a concern because I thought it was poor against Sheffield United as well. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, even at Arsenal game, okay, fair enough. It's great skill for Martinelli for the first goal, but he's breezes past Nelly for that. There's no real attempt to stop him. So yeah, he's not had a good start by any means, especially by the standards he set last season. Um, I would actually consider dropping him for Chelsea. Um, I, although he's quite fortunate in the sense that Mangala is, well, apparently picked up a knock. And uh, obviously, Andre Santos can't play against his parent club. So he might have to play anyway. But it's not been good. Like, it really hasn't been good. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say yesterday. Like, I, I, I've said the penalty wasn't a penalty. Um, I think, you know, he that was very harsh on him for that one. But he just didn't seem... I don't know, he didn't, didn't seem himself. He didn't seem like he was able to drive at teams. Like against Sheffield United, he was sort of playing within himself, it felt like. He was playing sideways and backwards a lot. It wasn't in December yesterday. Um, and yeah, it's a little bit of a concern. But as you say, like, you know, the guy's only 21, 22. Like, we young players will go through inconsistent matches of form. We know this. And this is something that we said about Johnson last season, especially, because, you know, we know how good he can be. We know how good these players can be. But they, are, they aren't robots. They aren't the fully consistent hundred million pound player yet that that might come in time it might not but i've seen enough that it's just that you know there's certainly a great player in there but we just need to 
you know, I think he needs to figure out a way how to play in this new system because he doesn't seem it seems very alien to him at the minute, and he doesn't seem very assured of himself either. So yeah, I would consider taking out the firing line for a little bit. Just like like with Warren last season, when we needed to, when Warren Warren was poor, he came out very strongly. So yeah, that is a bit of a concern because I didn't think he was he was probably about six out of ten at best yesterday. Hmm. Reese, anything to add? Yeah, I, th- I think this is something again we've said. I think whenever we do play a two in midfield, whoever that is, I think we do struggle personally. Um, you know, we've played, we probably, let's be honest, played as two technically best um, in terms of on the ball midfielders against Sheffield United. You would probably say a, a one of, if not the worst side in the league. And, and we got overran second half for a, a sustained period. So, as Christian said, I, th- I think to see the best of, Probably like Danilo and Mangala, really, because I think you probably need to play a three. Obviously, Ryan, Ryan Yates is probably our most suited midfielder to play in a two because he can battle and he'll, he'll get around the pitch, whereas Danilo and Mangala aren't real battlers. They obviously like to get on the ball more. So, yeah, I think I think while we are as we are, I think we've got to kind of play a three. But the problem is for us as well, we're playing a three, is that we play with a 10, isn't it? So it's it's kind of it's kind of finding that right balance and it's something that I think Cooper has to think about and it's a bit of a struggle because and like Christian said as well, and then we might sign a sentiment before the end of the window. I mean I hope we do, but um you look at the other options at the minute. Obviously Andre Santos only came in was it on Friday? Um, so it's probably a bit too early for him to play yesterday. He can't play against Chelsea, obviously. Kiarte is probably somebody who I see as an impact player. I think he's come on anti a couple of times. And Re- Remo Freud, I think, is probably... Won't he's play leaving, isn't he? Yeah, I think, I think you don't think he'll play for us again. I mean, he's been on the bench. He's not come on at all. And Lewis O'Brien was on the bench first game of the season and he's not been on since. So it probably tells you that Cooper's... You know that's that's what he's got at the minute. So we might it might give him more options once the end of the windows come by. Yeah, I mean, I did I did want to get a brief maybe like uh, opinion on, on on both these players that are reported. Well, Andrew Santos is already in the building, but Murillo coming in from Corinthians. If you believe what's been said, that it's already been confirmed. I know he was on the bench for them last night in the Copper Suda. Sudamericana, I think it is, which is like it our is. Europa League. It's like our yeah. Europa League, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. um, Ruiz, you may as well give us a what what you think Andre Santos might give us. If you, I know, we've, I know, it'd be, we'd be lying if we said, oh yeah, we know loads about him, but we really don't, apart from YouTube clips and maybe what Chelsea fans have said in pre-season. But Nate Nathan's obviously going to come on after the Chelsea game and give us a a better insight to it. But what what do you think he might bring from what you've seen? Um, I've not seen much of him at all and I, I kind of usually look out for Nathan's tweets on him. I mean, Nathan's word was enjoy him while we can. So he's obviously vastly highly rated. Um, you know, Chelsea seem to be signing any highly rated youngster at the minute, don't they? So, yeah, we'll have to see, you know, with any signing, the proof will be in the pudding. Um, what it, it was someone he was someone we wanted permanently wanted before we actually did go to Chelsea, I believe. I think we was linked with him. So, Quite possible. We was linked um, with a lot of South Well, America. that that's true. There's just that many names. I've I've kind of forgot some. But yeah, we'll we'll have to see what he can bring. Um I'd imagine he, he'll he'll play on Wednesday night, to be honest. Um yes, not being I able to so. play against Chelsea. And then obviously there's the international break then. So yeah, I'd imagine he'll play on Wednesday. Um and probably a few others. Will as well. Um, maybe if Froiler is still here, that might be one he might play in, and there might be a few others, but we'll, but we'll see. Christian Murillo, what do you think? I mean, there's already been a great song made for him, and the rest of the Brazilian contingent in, a, in the squad um, um, looks <laughs> looks like a very capable centre half coming in, especially left sided, while which was which is something I think we do need. Yeah, it's, I actually thought we'd more focus on the right side um, rather than the left. I suppose it probably means that if we are going to go to the back three, still it'll probably be, assuming he signs, Murillo on the left, near Carter in the middle, and Felipe on the right. But um, no, from, from what I've seen, he looks looks very good. He looks very well built for the Prem, definitely. He looks quite a, um, a big chap, doesn't he? He's not only someone you could rough off the ball quite easily. So um, that's obviously good, some physicality, some pace. 
Um, I saw one, the um, analyst accounts sort of show some little clips of him. He looks like he's very rarely needing to run because he's very well positioned. So that's also very good. So very good to know. But um, yeah, just some, just some conjectures of where what's actually going on because the Corinthians director came out yesterday and said that um, I mean, nothing's been sorted yet. Um, Murillo's put like a goodbye post on his Instagram. You've got um, Fabens, that other Nicola Sharbloke, saying that it's all done. So <laughs> just looks like another bloody saga that's going to map out to the end of the window. But um, if we get one over the line, it'll, we need a centre back. I think yesterday proved that really. I mean, I, I, mean, I saw someone say on, um, on Twitter last night that in terms of that second half, it couldn't have really gone much worse. I mean, like McKenna went off injured, Warrell got sent off. Like we're down to sort of the bare bones a bit, really, from that department. So like, Yates was playing there as auxiliary centre back for about a good ten minutes yesterday, and then we so we people trying to fuck it, try and get an equaliser. Um, so yeah, it's we, it's a very pressing need. But I, hopefully, I mean, he looks good from what I've seen. I mean, I've, I, I, I'm not uh, not like Nathan. I'm not um, some South American football guru. Maybe I should be given my heritage, but it's still a matter. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, like he looks a very smart signing. Obviously, he's only 21 as well, so there's a lot of scope to grow as too. I don't think he has to be registered. So, yeah, there's a lot to like about it. And hopefully, if he comes off, we've got a good gem and, you know, we've got the next Thiago Silva. That's a dream. But, yeah. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, obviously, we've got Chelsea next week, but uh, before that, we've got the the little hiccup of the League Cup. Obviously, we went very far in it last season, gents, and getting to the semi-final. Uh, Burnley await for us at home. I believe is it on Wednesday? Yes. probably. Yeah. So we play him on Wednesday. So just I just want a score prediction. Really, um, we're not 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 I'm not too fussed until we maybe get into the last stage. It's a bit of a boring tie. To be fair, it'd be nice to play a little bit like a lower league side. To be honest, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no disrespect to Burnley. They probably think the same. They probably think we've it's got, boring at all. Well, yeah, because they've got back to back away games against us, and obviously, likewise, we've got back to back home games against us. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a god when the draw come out. I was like, oh Jesus. Um, fair play to Forest on the pricing for that game because um, you know ten pound is really good pricing. I think it wouldn't have gone down well if they'd gone like with a twenty quid. So fair play to them on that. Um, it's some it's something I hope we can go far in again. I mean, the cup run last season was brilliant um, from the start at Grimsby until probably the quarterfinals, and then obviously it did turn a bit sour when we came up against Manchester United. But we did end up losing to the eventual winners. So it it is something what I hope we can go far in again. We've obviously got um, a real good heritage with this competition, winning it four times under Cluffy. So, yeah, um, hopefully we can beat them. And the good thing is we're at home. Um, and I'm going to go for um, a 2-1 Forest win. All right, Christian? Yeah, it's a rancid draw, isn't it? I mean, I think all of us were like, oh, for fuck's sake, and we saw that one come out of the hat. But... <laughs> I, I agree with race is great pricing i mean um yeah i see it's got it, it should, yeah it should be fun. i mean i'm not gonna give it too much for it'd be good if we can get far in it um obviously main focus is definitely on the league game again in a few weeks time but i would also share the two-one prediction at home i think that it'd be interesting to see what team he puts out hopefully see a few other different faces have got a point to prove especially in that midfield position um you know Andre santos has the potential to give him a real headache um, if he plays well in that game. So, yeah, we'll be interested to see. Uh, score prediction? That's a 2-1. Yeah, same as race. Yeah, it's it's a 2-1. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see. I think like Montiel will probably get minutes and and uh, players like that and maybe even Horvath in goal or Shelby, we'll see. But obviously Chelsea next week. Christian, we've got the pleasure of welcoming uh, Dave back on uh, the pod in the week, obviously to give us a preview. That was uh, very fun last season, listening to him, how much <laughs> he was so disappointed in his, in his football club to say they've spent a billion pounds on footballers, which is absolutely farcical. But uh, Christian, we'll go with you first. What are your predictions for the Chelsea game? And, and and as such, so I don't know if any you saw the Luton game, um, but Luton yes, shit, did, yeah. like really, really shit. Like, it, like, are we talking like lower half championship team going to a team, a prem team, in the FA Cup, like levels of shit? Um, Leeds just had two one forest for the Burnley game, by the way. Okay. <laughs> but, like, mate, but they were just so bad, and 
I felt until the end, Chelsea made quite hard work of it, really. They had a lot of the ball, a lot, you know, a fair few chances, but they didn't really have that cutting edge until it was pretty much gifted to them on a plate. I mean, I know Chilwell should have scored, you know, obviously they had they made the wrong decisions at the wrong times for a lot of things, but they still, you can still see that, like, even though the player quality they're working with is, like, phenomenal, they are still very much a work in progress at the minute. So I think it could, could, like, clinging on to Woods here, um, it could work in our favour that they're still maybe not the finished article just yet. So that, that does leave still like obviously the same with West Ham when they played West Ham for example they went on top for a good twenty minutes half hour, failed to score and got hit with a sucker punch and just fell to bits. So you know there, there's definitely a scope there. I think we could get a draw. Um, I'm going to be optimistic and say a one-all draw. I think I don't, I don't think it's I hope it's Taiwo as well to keep the run going, but um. Yeah, I don't think I don't can't see us getting a win. Um, I think we're we're now showing more enough away now that you know if we are to lose, someone's going to have to be very good to beat us, which is nice. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go for one or draw. Right. Well, Lee's gone for a one or draw, and I do. Uh, if Lee, if you are listening, uh, which you should be, because you're you're an avid fan and and a part of this podcast, but I forgot to do your slept on it for, so I'm really really sorry. You can have a go at a referee next week. <laughs> um, uh, Reese, um, your score prediction for Chelsea? Has that well paid you to not read really Lee's slept on it for what's that? I mean, I could I could give it. I mean, he says uh, fuck Stuart at well. I mean, that's in the first sentence. So if that, if that's anything to go by. Um, Chelsea. Um. <laughs> yeah, I very much agree with, with Christian. Um, I don't think Luton really laid a glove on him personally, but with obviously the vast wealth difference in terms of teams, I mean, what did you kind of expect? You've seen that in midweek with Villa playing Hibs, you know, they absolutely pasted them. So, um, I, I, I can see it being a competitive game again, really can, similar to last year when they, they were going through the motions then, but obviously they're a side who are now looking to improve. The, the worry for me was we couldn't contain Raheem Sterling last year and now he's actually played quite well. It's going to be... Um, even tougher to contain him because he looks like he's getting back to form. I, I do really like Nicholas Jackson, although he's raw, makes some really good runs. And obviously, we've seen what a run for his defence did yesterday. So that is something we're going to have to be wary against. Obviously, Ben Chilwell loves to absolutely bomb forward. I mean, I'm not no idea what he was doing trying to pass that ball. It, it actually cost me a bet that did a point because I didn't <laughs> score. So yeah, I wasn't too pleased. But um yeah, I think it would be a competitive game again. Generally, would not surprise me at all if Tyro scored again. He obviously got two there last season, didn't he? But um, I, I'm just going to go with Chelsea to edges out and I'm going to go for a 2-1 Chelsea win. But it generally wouldn't surprise me if we did get a result which um, and it was really competitive again and really tight, which is good. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm I'm fairly confident going to Chelsea because I feel like there are there are gaps to be exploited and there are players to play on, especially when you've got the, the beast up front in Tyra Wundy, uh, the smiling assassin as I like to call him. So I think he could give Desassi and, and Thiago Silva a run for their money. Um I, I think it'll be a competitive game. It'll be very interesting to see how we line up. And I'm I'm quite pleased at the moment that we've gone to Arsenal, we've gone to Man U, we've scored three goals. I mean, I think I don't know how long it took us to score three goals last season, but it must have took a bloody long time. So, well, do you want do you want to hear this? I may as well say this. So I went. I think, I think this was on on Twitter, wasn't it? I, I nearly wrote. So I went to the first. David Jackson 15, said it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went. This is me personally. I went to the first fifteen away in the Premier League last season. I've seen six goals since then. I've not been to the last six away, and we've scored nine. <laughs> so it's you it's all your well, fault I'm going to Manchester City so expect um, uh, a big fat zero that day it took Forrest till January 21st to yeah. score three goals in the league last season away from home so yeah you've got you've got really high for our way for was last year You've got to say that's big improvement. And when you obviously go to the teams that are going to be in and amongst around us, then we, we've got a bit of, we we've should be, show a bit of a better account of ourselves. But yeah, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go for a 1-1 at Chelsea. I do think we'll get something. I feel like we're kind of, we could be their bogey side almost, where they just don't know how to play against us and we're very awkward. So 
yeah, I'm going to go for one-one. Uh, we'll, we'll, that will be the the surprise or bonus point that we've got from these away games. Hopefully, maybe we might give give Man City a shock. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll soon see. That's the hope of being a football fan. But thank you very much for joining us on Red Side of Trent again. We hope you all have a good week. We'll see you again in the in midweek for the Chelsea preview with with Dave Cook. Uh, until next time, come on, you Reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 